back to the Walk the Word podcast with me, Pastor James, coming out of Sar Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. We are walking through Genesis one chapter a week, and today we get to Genesis chapter 22, where we see the sacrifice of Isaac. Now, if you've not read Genesis 22 in the recent past, do go ahead and press pause, and then we will come back together as we seek to know and grow in God's Word. So Genesis 22 begins, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So we, uh, we're following up from uh, Hagar and Ishmael being, being kind of put out of the family, so to speak, and... We said from chapter 21 that God is not against Ishmael. Uh, he was still going to bless him and make him into a great nation. But the promise of the coming Messiah, the Redeemer, the Rescuer was going to come through Isaac. And at the time then Abraham's living in this area where human sacrifice, sadly and unfortunately, was, was kind of normal. That people were asked to sacrifice a child to, to prove their allegiance and loyalty to um, whatever pagan god they were worshipping. So, kind of normal at the time, as strange as that is to say, it's kind of normal. But Abraham had this idea in his mind that, you know, God most high was different. So this must have been quite confusing to him to be told, look, uh, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So God has proved to Abraham that it's through Isaac, it's through Isaac, it's through Isaac. And we've taken steps to ensure that, you know, uh, Ishmael, the firstborn, is not even in the picture to contest this. And then we get this huge seemingly contradiction thing where God's saying, actually, take him to this mountain, I'll show you where, and offer him as a burnt. But it's really interesting, we read, after these things, God tested Abraham. And we know, don't we, that he didn't actually want human sacrifice. And we see that God most high, creator of heaven and earth, is different to all these pagan gods, and he doesn't want human sacrifice from us. And then we see, don't we, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. And I read that this is the first mention of love in the Bible, and it's in the context of father and son. It's Abraham and Isaac, and it speaks so strongly to the love that God has for us as our father in heaven, the love of God for us, the love of God for, for Jesus. And um, it's the first time in the Bible, and it's in the context of father and son. And uh, Abraham's told, take him, go to the land of Moriah, offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And then straight away we see Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. There's no hesitation this time. There's no half measures this time. It looks like Abraham is at a point where he is listening and he is obeying and he's putting it into action straight away. We read that he cut the wood for the burnt offering and he's got household staff, he's got people who work for him. He could have told somebody, asked somebody to do this for him, but he's got this in his mind. We can logically think that, you know, this is such an important thing that me being a hundred and something years old, house full of staff, I'm going to do this myself because it needs to be so right because this is for God. And the work of God is so important 
I'm going to take it really seriously and I'm going to do it, even though it's within my power to ask somebody else to do it, to get somebody else to do it for me. So important, I'm going to do it myself. So he cuts the wood and uh, gets up early and he goes on this journey to the place of which God had told him. Now, in his mind then, Isaac is as good as dead, isn't he? Because God told him, go there, sacrifice him, and he's, Abraham's agreed and he's going. So in his mind, Isaac is as good as dead. For three days they travel. So in the mind of Abraham, Isaac is three days dead. This father thinks that the son that he loves, the son through whom the promise is coming, he thinks that for three days he's dead. And what a, what a wonderful, wonderful preview that is. What a great type of Jesus. Three days for all intents and purposes in the mind of those who knew what was going on. He's dead. And we see that on the third day, in verse 4, on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. So Abraham knows that God has said it's through Isaac the promise is going to come. He's been obedient when God said, go over to this place and sacrifice him. In his mind, he's three days dead. But Abraham trusts God so much that he knows that the promise is coming through Isaac. Isaac has not had any children at this point in the narrative. So in Abraham's mind, he's thinking, God has promised that it's going to be through Isaac. He's told me to sacrifice him. Therefore, God must have a plan. He, he, I'm going to trust him so much. He must be able to raise him from the dead because he's promised me that through Isaac, it's through Isaac and it's through Isaac. Promise, offspring, generations, stars and grains of sand on the seashore. So he says to these two people that are with him, look, we're going to go over there and we will come back to you. So he's, he's been obedient to God and his actions are obedient to God, but his words, what he's saying, reflect the faith that he has in the promise of God. And he trusts the one giving the promise. God has said it's going to be through Isaac. Oh, okay, circumstances seem to be telling me different now. We're on the way to sacrifice him. But yet God has told me that it's going to be through Isaac. So I'm going to trust that promise and the promiser. Even if we don't understand what is going on around us, let's trust in the promises of God because he is faithful. So he says to these young men, so you stay here with the donkeys and the stuff. We're going to go over there and worship. Again, it's the first time we see that word in, the, in reference to God. And it's in the context of this somewhat challenging situation, shall we say, for Abraham. We're going to go and worship. We will come again to you. So Abraham uh, takes the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on his son Isaac, and here's a son carrying wood up a hill to where he is going to be sacrificed. And again, this is just screaming as a, as a preview, as a picture of Jesus, an only begotten, miraculously conceived son carrying wood up a hill as a sacrifice. So Isaac's carrying the wood, and uh, we've got uh, Abraham with the fire, the knife. They go up together, and Isaac says in verse 7, My father, and Abraham said, Here I am, son. 
And Isaac says, Behold, the fire and the wood, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So both of them went together. And that's, we see that twice in this passage. They went together. And uh, so I read that uh, literally in, in Hebrew, it means that they're in agreement. So they both know what's going on here. The faith of Isaac is often overlooked here, but he is in agreement. He's, you know, we're reading God's word that can two walk together unless they're in agreement. So the faith of Isaac here is, you know, I'm going to suggest equally as strong as Abraham, although somewhat overlooked. He's in agreement. He's probably 20 years old, 25 years old. He could have easily pushed the old guy out of the way and said, thanks, Dad, but no thanks. I'm not carrying that up there. I'm not going to let you bind me. You know, no. So they're in agreement. They're going up together. And Abraham says, God will provide for himself the lamb. So God's asked for the sacrifice. God requires the sacrifice. Yet God will provide for himself the lamb. And that just makes you think of John chapter 1, verse 29, where John the Baptist sees Jesus and says, Look, here is the lamb of God. Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the entire world. And then we see in verse 9 that they come to the place of which God had told him. Abraham builds the altar, lays the wood in there, and bounds Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And again, the faith of Isaac, the obedience of Isaac is massive here. He could quite easily have said, no thanks, Dad, and pushed the old guy out of the way. But they're in agreement, they're together, he jumps on top, he's bound. And in verse 10, this is just heart-wrenching for anybody with children. Abraham reached out his hand, took the knife to slaughter his son. What obedience this took and what faith in the promise of God, what trust in the promise of God. God has said it is through Isaac, yet here He's got the knife in his hand. What must have been going through his mind at that point? He must have had so much faith that God can, I'm going to kill him, but God has said that it's through this boy that the promise is coming, so therefore God must be able somehow to, to bring him back to life. And then we see in verse 11, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord shall it be provided. Now to this day is the day when this was originally written, when Moses compiled all of these uh, tablets, documents, sources, when he compiled all that stuff, people were still saying, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And what a great thing for us to, to, to bring into our vocabulary. We don't know what's coming. We don't know how we're going to see this God's promise come to fruition. Although, of course, we do, don't we? We're looking back to the Mount of the Lord where it was provided. But what a great thing to remind ourselves of. On the Mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And I've read in a couple of places that Mount Moriah, where Abraham took Isaac, there's a line of suggestion and evidence and, and thinking that it was the same place that Jesus was crucified. 
Uh, you can go away and you can check that and, and you can decide for yourself if you think that's true or not. But what a, what, a, what a great even suggestion to think about that on the same piece of land where we saw that God doesn't want human sacrifice, where we saw the trust, the obedience, the faith of Abraham and Isaac, where we saw the love, father and son, Abraham, Isaac, God and his children, God and Jesus, the same piece of land, it just blows your mind at the providence and the arranging of God. You know, thousands of, of years apart. And we carry on and we see in verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand on the seashore. Now, a conservative guess would say that number is, somewhere, is about uh, 10 with 25 zeros after it, the numbers that we're talking about. It's just symbolic of the fact that, you know, you just don't count that high, do you? You don't, you don't count to <laughs> 10 to the 25th power. But the spiritual descendants of Abraham of which you and I are there, if we've got faith in the sacrifice that on the mount of the Lord it was provided, we are in that number. We are counted with offspring as the stars of heaven as the sand that is on the seashore. And then we see in verse 19, Abraham returned to his young men, as he said he would, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived at Beersheba. And last time in 21, chapter 21, we said that Beersheba becomes quite an important place for God's people in the Old Testament. We comes up again and again and again. And then we read in verse 20 that after these things it was told to Abraham, Behold, Milcah has borne children to your brother Nahor, Uz his firstborn, Boz his brother, Kemuel the father of Aram, uh, Kesed, Hazar, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel fathered Rebekah, who later would become Isaac's wife. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. Moreover, his concubine, whose name was Ruma, bore Teba, Gaham, Tahash, Maka. And again, this is the first time in the Bible that we see uh, it's the first mention of a concubine. And uh, so I read that this little passage is in the bottom of there because it's, it's how Rebecca is, is on the scene. Again, verse 23 says that Bethuel fathered Rebecca. So we're seeing where she is coming from. So chapter 22, then the, the overwhelming thing that comes through is the obedience of Abraham, the faith of Abraham, the fact that our God, God Most High, is different to these pagan gods that want human sacrifice. It's not what our God wants. And again and again and again through chapter 22, we just see this wonderful preview of Jesus, don't we? We've got a miraculously conceived son dead in the mind of his father for three days. Carries wood up a hill where he is going to be offered. Carries his own wood up the hill where he is going to be offered as a sacrifice. And it just screams, it just points towards Jesus in such a strong way. And what a wonderful point that is for us to, to dwell on and to think on this week. Next time then, we get into chapter 23, where we see Sarah's death and we see Sarah's burial. But until then, God bless you.